This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Woo-hoo-hoo, man, that intro gets me every single time, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Kick in life, baby. Right hook reality, get you pumped up, get you moving, get you ready to roll here. Now, as we know, and I hear me say it all the time, but I just love to talk about this point. And that point is life is going to knock you down. It's going to smack you around. It truly, truly is. You're going to have days when you feel like, man, is this it? Really? Is this the best? And, and I go through it too. I truly do. That's the power of this podcast. And that's why I'm so very grateful uh, not only to be able to do this podcast, but the fact that you take time out of your busy day to listen to me. <laughs> so it's, it's, I hope it's helpful for you. Uh, I know it's helpful for me simply because I can share my feelings, my beliefs, my values. Also share with you that I'm a human being too. Uh, this week, to be honest with you, it was uh, you know it was great. It was a great week because every day I was up, the sun was shining. I'm healthy, my family's healthy, so I try and you know be as optimistic as possible and look at all the good things that are going on. But just like anything else, I'm a human being, as I mentioned. I've got my stressors in life as well. You know, it uh, some things with the business ups and downs here and there. You know, sometimes you just get tired, you kind of get beat down, you kind of feel like man. But that is life. That truly, truly is. And you hear me talk about the reticular activating system all the time. For our new listeners out there, what that is, that's kind of a filter in your subconscious mind. And what you focus on magnifies. An example I always give is anytime you buy a new car, what you don't see those cars anywhere until you buy one. Now you buy one, they're everywhere. Holy cow. You got yourself, I don't know, a blue Chevy. Now blue Chevys are popping up everywhere. Well, they've always been there, but you weren't focused on them before. That's the power of not only the reticular, easy for me to say, right, reticular activating system, but the power of the subconscious mind. It brings into focus and magnifies what you focus on. So if you focus on having a bad day, you focus on everything that's wrong with you, you focus on how hot it is or how cold it is or how slow traffic is or how bad your life is or how rotten your kids are, whatever, if whatever you focus on, you're going to have more of. Because the thing about the subconscious mind and the reticular activating system, they're non-biased. They don't know. They don't know good from bad. They don't know happy from sad. All they know is they're going to give you and you can produce more of what you focus on. Now, with that being said, I want you to stop and think about that for a minute here. Think about how powerful that is. And then think about how real that is. You know, if uh, an example I give a lot, anytime I'm giving speeches and stuff, it's all about, oh boy. I'm having one of those days. I'm having one of those days. When you run into people like that that are having one of those days, you're going to find every time you run into them, <laughs> probably, good chance, they're having one of those days simply because that's what they keep focusing on. And that's what the reticular activating system, one job, that's all it has to feed that subconscious mind what it asks for. And, of course, that goes into your conscious mind, and then, bang, there it is. Is it easy? No. And that's something you hear me say all the time. I probably say this more than I say anything else. Nothing in life is easy. It's simple. It's simple for me to tell you how to do this. It's simple for me to read it in a book. It's simple for me to go to a conference. It's simple for me to give this uh, presentation in a speech. Very simple to do. But that doesn't mean it's easy. Nothing is really easy. And, um, you know, the follow-up I always hear from that, well, easier said than done. Well, yeah, (laughs) of course. What isn't easier said than done? You can say anything you want. It's action. It's believing yourself. It's making a conscious effort. It's making a choice to live that best possible life. Making a choice to block out the negative. Making a choice to say, you know what? I'm better than this. Now, I just finished a book. It was by um, an author named Mel Robbins. It's called The Five-Second Rule. And it's not like The Five-Second Rule where you drop food on the floor. In five seconds, you get it, you blow it off, you can eat it. 
I mean, I guess that applies there. Sometimes it could be the 10-second rule. Depends on what it is you dropped in the floor, right? But anyway, the five-second rule is all about how the mind is so powerful. And, you know, I'll touch on this in just a little bit here, but I want to talk about the five-second rule here. How powerful the mind is, within five seconds, it has the ability to, to kill an idea, an idea like an example she gives, which is something, you know, I, I kind of struggle with myself. I'm kind of a night owl, always have been, simply because of, the, I don't know, a lot of things going on during the day. It's always easy for me to work at night. But the bad thing about working at night is the longer I stay up, I'm tired, I'm not as productive as I could and should be. And I used to fight this for years. I'm getting a little bit smarter, I guess, in my older, I don't say older age, but maybe I'm maturing just a tad bit about trying to get to bed earlier and then get up earlier. Well, getting up earlier was always—it's always been tough for me. I don't know why it is, and I guess it's tough for everybody else too. But the successful and extremely disciplined people make it happen. They just get up. So that's something that uh, you know, a little thing I'm working on. But back to the five-second rule. She talks about how her hardest thing was getting out of bed in the morning. How the alarm would go off, she would hit the snooze button, hit the snooze button, it'd go off again, hit the snooze button, hit the snooze button. Now. If you're anything like me, I've done that too many times. And what happens is I hit the snooze button too many times and it, uh, I don't know, I've got a half an hour to be where I need to be. <laughs> or it takes, I should say, I back up a little bit. It takes a half an hour to get to where I need to be and only got 15 minutes. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Yeah. Russian. And of course, what does that create? More stress, more panic. And then you are going to have one of those days because anytime you wake up late, anytime you're in a rush, you can guarantee that you're going to get every red light. The person in front of you is going to be a complete moron going so dang slow. Why? Come on. Well, it's just going to happen that way because you're rushed, because you're panicked, because you're stressed, because all you keep thinking about is I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. And it's almost like this mystic thing here. You send it out to the universe. Well, they're going to do everything they can to make you to be late. And I'm sure every one of us can relate to that. I know that I, for years upon years, and I finally said, you know what, enough. Why, why in the world? I'm extremely disciplined in most aspects of life, but why in the world am I late all the darn time? And it really ate at me. One, because it, it was a shot at my integrity and character of you know the teaching self-discipline, but yet I'm having a hard time implementing the self-discipline myself of getting to places on time. Second, extremely disrespectful. I mean, it's like my time was more valuable than anybody else's time. Well, that's rude. No, everybody's time is valuable. And for someone to have to wait on me, that, that's, just, that's just not right. I'm telling you these things. Why? It's coming from the heart because I'm living it. I, I had lived it. Also, the amount of stress it caused to uh, you know rush. And then, like I mentioned, every red light, the person in front of you. So you're already in chaotic, frantic mode. So the cortisol, which is kind of your fight or flight chemical that's released from the brain that gives you that you know uh, sense of uh, uh, not only energy, but okay, I'm ready for anything. I'm ready for anything. Cortisol, I'll tell you a little something about that, that it's released to give you that fight or flight but it's never meant to stay in your system for a long, long time. It's like a big hit to give you the energy, the extra boost you need to get you through a panic situation. And here's the thing. When cortisol is released uh, in your body there, it shuts down your other uh, systems, like your immune system shuts down, so you can't fight off colds. Your digestive system shuts down, so you can't digest (laughs) properly. And, of course, the longer all those things are pumping through, and your growth hormones shut down. I mean, everything shuts down. It's just bizarre. But the reason it happens that way is your body in that fight-or-flight mode, it needs every, every sense, every organ, every system collectively working together to give you that added strength or whatever. Uh, uh, I shouldn't say whatever. It's the strength to battle through this situation, whatever it may be. However, like I said, the body cannot live in that mode. However, 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 and I'm telling you this from experience, too often and too many times, I personally, and I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate to this as well, we live our life with that cortisol just pumping through our our veins. Our body's always uptight. Our body's always stressed out. And like I said, your immune system shuts down. Your digestive system shuts down. Your growth uh, hormones, and what do you think? I don't want to grow anymore. But I'm talking about everything down to 
your hair growth, your fingernail growth, your skin growth, all those things shut down because your body's trying to utilize all that it can to protect you because that's just kind of its natural mindset or natural mode that it's been conditioning. Now, our bodies, our minds, man, we know how miraculous they are. I mean, they truly are. But you think about that for a second. Wow. It gives you that extra strength to fight off. And I guess it goes back to the <laughs> the caveman days. You know, they get stressed. They get panicked because a lion or a wildebeest jumps out of the woods and is ready to eat them. Well, you got to have all that strength to outrun it or to, to kill it or whatever you need to do to survive. Nowadays, we don't have those things happening. We create our own stress by running late, by, uh, well, my biggest thing was I always tried to do, and I still occasionally do this, try and do uh, 30 minutes worth of work. In 10 minutes, you know what? I got 10 minutes. I can get this done. Now, one, what does it do? It's probably sloppy. It adds more stress because I'm panicked. And it always, nothing ever takes 10 minutes, as we know. Nothing. Because that's the time when the computer decides to slow down. That's the time when the internet decides to go down. That's the time when nothing's working. And then, of course, the phone's ringing. It's like, what the heck am I doing? So I'm telling you this and sharing this with you because this is a big challenge for me that I'm working on. Yeah, the Kickin' Life Guru is working on this. Well, I'm always working on trying to better myself so I can share ideas with you to help you better yourself so maybe you don't have to fight some of the battles that I've had to fight. And um, something that I tell the kids all the time, look, you're going to make your own mistakes. We all make our own mistakes. If someone's trying to share advice with you to keep you from making the same mistakes, listen. And why am I telling you that? Because I never listened either. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Why should we listen to you if you never listened? I'm just saying, you don't have to if you don't want to. But I'm telling you through hard knocks, through experience, through life, through the challenges and everything else I've been through, you know what? I'm going to continue making mistakes. But if I can save you the mistakes that I've made, you can go make your own mistakes. I know you can achieve success far sooner than, than I've achieved it. Now, yeah, pretty successful. I'll pat myself on the back for that only because I need to reward myself for once in a while too instead of beating myself down about what I haven't accomplished. I need to stop and look back on what I have accomplished. Now, you heard me say it. I want you to think about it too. What have you accomplished today? Nothing. No, you've accomplished something. If you got out of bed, if you're listening to this, you're breathing, you're alive, you accomplished something. There you go. Start with the small things and build them up. Too many times, and this is another thing that I'm guilty of, Beating myself down to the point of thinking I haven't accomplished anything. How's that sound out there? Can you relate to that? I'm sure a lot of us can. We truly, truly can. But let's focus on the, the, even if it's the small little things. Here's the thing about success and a mindset. Small successes build confidence. Confidence builds that courage to be courageous to try something else. That feel good about, man, I, I achieved this. And there's other, we talked about cortisol, which is the stress uh, chemical that releases in the body, the fight or flight, there's four feel-good chemicals. And these chemicals all work, well, they work independently, but they also work together. But they also, uh, with the, the feel-good chemicals, they trigger different, obviously, feel-good thoughts. They trigger, man, I can do this. That courage, that confidence, that belief in yourself, the smile. And, and the chemicals are, you've got dopamine, uh, uh, oxytocin, you've got, uh-oh, <laughs> serotonin i almost forgot here there we go and um anyway what they do is they produce the feel-good hormones like i mentioned and what does that do that fights off cortisol you get the cortisol flushed out of your body so these feel-good chemicals can continue to make you feel good but they're all about successes and they start with the little small successes so this is a little trick for you something i've been working on for years now and it it, it truly getting better it's not a snap unfortunately it's not going to happen just poof overnight but the change, the start to the change can happen overnight. It's all about, uh, um, can you change where you are overnight? No. But can you change the direction you're headed? Yes. So you can change that direction, and it's going to take a little while. So if you've drifted way the heck off path, no, it's going to take a little while to get you back on path. But what's the alternatives? To continue going the wrong way? No. Enough is enough. Get it going. So I know I kind of circled around there, but uh, well, I may not circle around. Just told all kinds of little stories as I always do. But it gets back to the five second rule: getting up in the morning. What she said was the hardest thing for her was hitting that doggone snooze button. Now what she does is when the alarm goes off, she wakes up. She says five, four, three, two, one, up, and she just gets up. And by doing that, she said, and just like anything else, it wasn't easy. And a big thing she focused on was. Nobody ever feels like it. 
If we base our life on how we feel about something, we'll never accomplish anything. Because truly, does anybody really enjoy eating salads every single day? No. <laughs> you probably I mean, you may have conditioned yourself where you do. But if you continue to small little steps, small little steps, small little steps, and realize the benefit you're getting out of it. Same thing with exercise. I know most people hate exercising. If you, I don't feel like it today. Well, guess what? You're probably not going to feel like it tomorrow either or the next day or the next day or the next day. Push yourself outside your comfort zone. Give the 054321 a, sh- a shot and see how it, how it works for you. Now, maybe it won't work for you, but I tell you, I really enjoyed the book and it really had a lot of merit and meaning to me. The other part of it was, she said the mind, you know, within five seconds can kill an idea. Maybe you have an idea to, you know what? I I am going to join that health club. You know what? I am going to uh, start reading. You know what? I am going to start getting up earlier. Well, or you know what? I'm going to talk to my boss who has continuously overlooked me, continuously taken advantage of me, continuously done this and that. I'm going to talk to him. Enough is enough. I'm going to talk to him. Well, if you don't act on it within five seconds, it's going to be gone. And it doesn't mean you have to run up to your boss in five seconds and get on to him, but it means you need to say five four, three, two, one, I'm doing this. And actually write down a note to do it or send an email, call them, address them, whatever the case may be, but you need to do it because if not, it's going to pass. So I want you to think about in your own terms, all the ideas that you have, the things you want to do, the things you say you're going to do. And within five seconds, a lot of them are gone because what happens is, well, I don't know anymore. Boom. What was I thinking? I can't do that. And that's the power of the mind. What is it doing? Truthfully, it's protecting you from yourself. It's protecting you from being scared, protecting you from getting outside your comfort zone because you've conditioned yourself to be in your comfort zone. So I'm like, wait a minute. So the mind is trying to protect me from myself, but I'm supposed to go against that. Is that what you're telling me? That's what I'm telling you. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Nothing happens in that comfort zone. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean you can't be comfortable. It just means you can't become so comfortable that you're complacent because business, life, anything is all about every day. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. There is absolutely zero, 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 zero that I'm the same yesterday or today as I was yesterday, or I'm the same today as I was last week, last month, last year. Okay. In business, you're either getting better, getting more successful, growing, or you're sinking. I compare it to swimming in the ocean. You're swimming in the ocean and you're out there fairly deep and you're paddling along. The current took you out. One of two things is happening. You're either getting closer to the the shore and saving yourself or you're running out of go-go. The current keeps dragging you further and further out in the ocean. You're doggy paddling before you know it. You're sinking. And that's the same thing. Well, business and life, every day you're either getting better, you're getting closer to your goals, you're closer to the person you know you were born to be. Or you're just saying, you know what, I guess it isn't meant to be. And then you're giving up. And that's what I mean by that comfort zone, getting too complacent, getting too uh, comfortable by not pushing yourself. Now, is it easy? Do you ever feel like it? No, you don't. Just like I never feel like getting out of bed early. Push yourself. Do your very best with that. Okay. So anyway, I wanted to touch on that because that book really meant a lot to me. And uh, uh, hopefully to connect with uh, Ms. Mel, Mrs. Mel Robbins at some point in time and possibly have her on the podcast. I'd love, uh, love her to share a little bit more. She does have a TED Talk. She talks about the five-second rule. It's pretty good. It truly, it truly is. Um, I like it. All right, moving on. That gets you going there a little bit. Kind of ups and downs, but I want to relate to you. I want to connect with you, and I want to let you know that, hey, yes, I'm the kicking life guru. Yeah, I'm here to inspire and motivate and pump you up, but I'm also a human being too, and I have these emotions too. And the reason I say that is simply because I've got a lot of mentors. I've got a lot of conferences, a lot of places I've went in seminars, and a lot of times the speakers are on a whole nother level that, uh, yeah, it's a level I would like to get to, but I also don't want to lose touch or connection with, with the audience, I want to let you know that, once again, I say all this and I'm doing all this because I have achieved a certain level of success. I've got a lot more to go and a lot further to go, but if I can do it, you can do it. You know, the guy that grew up on a farm, the guy that grew up shoveling poo, milking cows, yeah, good old farm boy, I used to, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. I used to, have to get up early doing those things, and maybe that's the reason I hate getting up early now. It, it kind of drags me. Not that that was horrible, but, man, that was tough, especially I was the uh, – 
all the schools I'd ever go to, I was the only one that ever lived on a farm. All the other kids were the city kids, as, as uh, Dad liked to call them, and I guess that's what I'd call them too. Now I'm kind of a city guy, even though I live out a little bit. So I've, I've traveled, uh, I guess, back and forth, both ends of the perspective there. I try and meet in the middle now. Anyway, a blog I just filmed uh, yesterday called The Power of a Smile. And I talk about this a lot, and you, I know you've heard this on the podcast before, but the power of a smile. And some days, I'm not kidding, some days you've got to fake that smile to the point where you almost got to put your fingers on your cheeks. Go ahead and do it with me here and draw that smiley face up by holding, holding your fingers on your cheeks there to make yourself smile. Now, of course, you look in the mirror doing that, even if you're ticked off, frustrated, or mad, I mean, it's going to take a lot of uh, discipline to do that. You hold that for five seconds. You may even count while you're holding it. One or five, four, three, two, one. You're either going to get really mad, which, you know, once you get to the point where you're so mad, you have nowhere else to go, you're going to eventually be happy. Or you're going to start smiling and looking at yourself and thinking how ridiculous you look, but then also thinking about how ridiculous it is that you're angry about whatever's going on. And I would have to say, and this is from me, maybe you're different, but I think you're probably close. I mean, we're, we're connecting on a few of these levels here. The majority of the things that you get ticked off about a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, are they really going to matter? Chances are they're not. But right now, it's all about right now. And right now is all I can focus on. Try and think that way. That's something that's helped me tremendously is think, you know what? Yeah, I'm ticked off. Yeah, I'm mad about this. Yeah, I'm stressed about this. Yeah, this happened. Yeah, I cannot believe that uh, this employee did this. What were they thinking? I cannot believe uh, this family is doing this. You know, you can come up with your own examples there. We have all have that. In your case, maybe it's, I can't believe my boss is doing this. I can't believe my kids are doing this. There are things that frustrate you, and there are times to be frustrated. My biggest thing is grab perspective of it and think. An hour from now, a week from now, a month, a year from now, five years from now, is this really going to matter? And the chances are, no, it's not. If you're able to do that, my goodness, not only are you going to get over that anger a lot quicker, which nothing ever gets solved when you're angry. We, we all know that. I mean, every time I hear somebody remind me of that or every time I read it in a book, I'm like, oh, I know that. Then I'll get so mad at myself. <laughs> it's like, well, if you know it, why aren't you doing it? And I'm sure we can all relate to that as well. But anyway, try and do that. Try and think. Yes, this is a problem. Yes, I'm frustrated. Let's get over it and let's find a solution. And that's the thing about in a week, is it really going to matter? No, because you're going to find a solution and fix it. And the quicker you can identify that I got to get over my anger in order to find a solution because when I'm angry about something, I'm not thinking clearly. I'm definitely not thinking in a productive, solution-oriented manner. I'm just thinking about how frustrated, how ticked off I am. And nothing gets done. And, of course, back to the reticular activating system, back to our subconscious and uh, uh, subconscious mind and our conscious mind. If I'm thinking about being ticked off, I'm thinking about being angry, what continues to develop? More things to be angry about, especially if it's with, you know, an employee, with your boss, with your kids, with your spouse. What happens? Suddenly, everything they've done in the past week, month, year, five years starts popping up on like the Rolodex card. Well, then he did this, and then he was late, and then he forgot to do this. Oh, my gosh, and everything keeps popping up. Bang, 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 bang. And what start off is one little thing that may be, um, you know, let me give you an example. Sometimes at the academy, the instructors, they do such a great job. I'm so very proud of them. But occasionally they'll leave the, uh, they'll f- forget to adjust the thermostat. I'm like, guys, you know, go in there and it's uh, <laughs> 70 degrees. So if it's hot, that's fine. But if there's nobody in there, we can't keep a 5,500-square-foot f- uh, building cool to that level um, all day long. Well, what happens? I think about that and I'm thinking, oh, he forgot to do this. Then what happens? Then another thing and then another thing. The reticular activated system is doing its job and it's bringing into focus all the things that that person forgot to do. Same thing with my son. You know, he... Left socks out on the floor. He left, uh, didn't put his dishes up, and then he left, uh, I don't know, his shirt outside or something. Teenage kids, they, they clothes are everywhere. But I mean, he's pretty, he's extremely disciplined about most things. But you know, I look back when I was a teenager, he's doing far better than I ever did. <laughs> and uh, um, my, my dad was extremely disciplined. He was in the military. Uh, obviously, it, 
was in Vietnam and obviously didn't have a great experience there, but extremely disciplined. And I was so, I don't know what it was. It just didn't matter how much trouble I got into or how many times he clobbered me. It just never, and I think that's just the mindset of a teenager. They're just aimless. They don't mean to be, but, you know, hormones and everything else that's going on and puberty and, you know, girls and then school and then, you know, guys that were your friends. Now they hate you because you're going out with their girlfriend and all this nonsense going on. But anyway, back to what I was talking about with the reticular activating system. You're frustrated, you're angry about something. That's what you're focusing on. What you focus on, you can finish the sentence, right? What you focus on magnifies. It's going to bring more into it. And I know some of you are saying, yeah, but I've got a right to be angry. Well, and you've heard me say this before, too. This is words of wisdom for my, uh, one of my mentors, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar. And his words are, and he got this from his father, hey, if it helps to get angry, if it helps to get mad, if it helps to be frustrated, then blow the roof off this thing, baby. Get mad. Get super mad. Get mad where you're just wanting to hit something. Get frustrated. Get angry. Scream and yell. Throw a temper tantrum. Act like a two-year-old and Chuck E. Cheese's. Throw a fit if it does any good. Now, by me saying it, you're like, well, I'm not going to do that. That's the most ridiculous thing ever. Yes, it is. But so is being angry and upset about something that really doesn't matter. So if it helps to get mad, get real mad. But once you realize it doesn't, get over it. What happened? Personal experience. Like I mentioned, this past week, um, it was a... A lot of great things happened, but there were a couple things that really, really frustrated me. And I had to remind myself of exactly what I'm telling you. And the reason I'm telling you this is because it was a bit of a struggle. But I want you to be better than I am. I want you to overcome this. And I want you to utilize the tools and the resources that I've gathered through. Oh, my gosh. I've said this before. The last five years, well, five years ago, I didn't even know I could read. (laughs) I guess I did. I had a college degree. But I chose not to read. That's what it was, simply a choice past five years, I've read over 100 books, uh, listened to thousands upon thousands of hours of audio books, gone to countless, and I mean countless, conferences and seminars and surrounded myself with positive, motivated, well-structured, and uh, uh, people that have standards that are extremely high, the standards that I want. And not only people that are, I guess, successful and wealthy, but good people, meaning just like anything else, you've got good, you've got bad. You've got some people that are wealthy and successful that just aren't very good people. But then you got a lot that, that truly are. So when you're, you're kind of looking for mentors, you're looking for people to uh, rise up to their standards, check them out and go with your gut. Your gut, you know, that, that's your telltale. Do I want to switch places with this person? And that gets onto something I've talked about a lot, and it kind of ties in. I know we started talking about the power of a smile, but – This will tie in um, with that, meaning everybody has advice. And you know when people have the most advice? When you go to do something outside the comfort zone, outside the uh, uh, kind of proverbial round hole that everybody's crammed into. When you go to do something outside that, everyone's going to offer advice. Like when I first decided to start a business, everybody had advice on the business. Everybody had something to say to tell me about the business. And what did I do? I knew nothing, so I'm trying to take and absorb all this advice. And basically, 99.9% of the advice I got from my friends and peers and people that I was around, they knew far less than I knew, but yet they wanted to feel important. They wanted to offer input. Everybody's got something to offer. My point of this is, if you're not willing to switch places with the person giving you advice, and what I mean by that is, if they're giving you advice on business, but yet they don't own a business, They're giving you advice on your relationships, even though they can't stay in a relationship. They're giving you advice on how to how to uh, raise your kids, and their kids are holy tares. They're giving you advice on work. They're giving you advice uh, on on work, but they can't keep a job. They're giving you advice on the stock market, but yet they're they're broke. (laughs) They're giving you finance tips, but their car was repossessed. All right, if you're not willing to switch places with that person, then it's probably not a good idea to listen to their advice, right? Now, I break it down like that because, for me, I need to break it down to see those things like, oh, yeah, oh, my gosh, why in the world, why in the world would I ever listen to this person? Well, you listen to them because they're probably a friend. They truly in their heart want to help, but they're not the right person to, to, to offer you advice. So you just say thank you very much and move on. But that's the thing that I wish I, wish I would have known years ago. And, of course, the, it was all there, these books, 
And I, I actually packed that out. <laughs> A long conference yesterday, and I mentioned to somebody about you know the last five years how kind of life has transformed and changed simply because I decided to self-educate, and it was just a choice. Those books were always there. Now the five-second rule wasn't; it was just written a few years ago. But books on personal development, books on how to live your best possible life, books on how to be a better person, and books in general have always been around. It's just I made a choice not to read them, and now I'm making a choice to read them and to attend conferences. So. Biggest thing I got out of that, and I wish I would have known years ago, was take advice, suggestions, surround yourself with people that you want, aspire to be like. If they're uh, speaking, if they're out there doing the things that I want to do, and they're good people, I have a chance to talk to them, and I feel a good connection with them, then I'm going to listen to them. If there's somebody that, like I mentioned, has no knowledge of it, then, then, then don't listen to them. And the same thing with you. The exact same thing with you. If you're wanting to start a business, if you're wanting to start a new career path, if you're wanting to go back to school, if you're wanting to start a family, or if you're wanting to get out of a relationship into a better relationship, listen to people, not the peers, the friends that, you know, just because they're your buddies, look at their life and ask, would I switch places with this person? Would I want their life? If the answer is yes, by all means. Boy, follow the breadcrumbs. Follow what they've laid down. They've got, you know, a path. Now, everybody's path to success is different. However, the paths, I I guess, once you reach the, uh, and I'll say the pinnacle, but once you reach the level where you want to become independent, go that way. But those that have done it, those that are successful, it leaves breadcrumbs. It truly, truly does. And a lot of it, and you hear me talk about it, and the reason I talk about it so much is uh, because these are the things in the books and these are the things I've experienced in my own life is the mindset, the positive belief in yourself, the reticular activating system, what you focus on magnifies, believe in that. So peers, friends, yeah, they're great to hang around with. But before you take advice from them, ask yourself, would I, do I, would I want to switch places with this person? If the answer is yes, take advice. If the answer is no, thank them and move on. You don't have to be rude about it, but thank them and move on. Okay, a little sidetrack, but the power of the smile. And this kind of ties into a lot of different, not only podcasts, but my blogs and everything else I throw out there. Does the room brighten when you walk in? Meaning when you walk in, somebody like, hey, all right, man, good to see you, buddy. And it just seems like the light bulbs are shining brighter. The whole aura of the room is uh, like a glow. Not only just a glow around you, but just the whole room lights up, the positive energy. And everybody's just feeling good that you're there. Or does the light or does the room brighten when you leave? When you leave, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, thank goodness he's gone. What in the world? And you can almost feel it with certain people. Visualize somebody, maybe it's your office, somebody you associate with. Maybe it's a relative. They walk in your house. They walk in the door, and suddenly this cloud over doom, gloom, the light's feel like they're flickering. They're barely on. And uh, you're like, oh my gosh, what the heck just happened here? Well, the energy vampire or positive, uh, well, somebody mentioned something the other day. I forgot what it was now, but um, positive zapper, that's not the word, but it was pretty darn cool. I should have wrote it down. Anyway, they suck the life and the energy out of the room and they leave. Suddenly they leave, the cloud goes with them, the lights get bright again. Are you that person? Do you know that person? Do you want to be like that person? I can't answer that for you, but I think you know my answer to that. <laughs> you want to be better than that. You want to be the person that comes to the room. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, I'm very introverted. I, I'm not uh, the loud, boisterous type that well, I guess that I am. <laughs> you go in there. My goal, my mission, my purpose in life is to inspire people to believe in themselves and live their best possible life, to inspire the uninspirable, to make you feel good, to make you look at the positive side. Why? Because I've experienced the dark side, and it's not any fun. The dark side. Do you guys like that one? Anyway, I, I want you to be your very, very best. And I know life is much better when you're happier, you're healthier, and you're safer, you feel better about yourself than it is when you're wallowing self-pity, when you're thinking it's never going to get better, when you're having one of those days. Because I'll tell you, it starts adding up. And guess what? What you focus on magnifies. You got it. Great job filling in there. So the power of a smile. Now, the biggest thing, the reason I brought this up was yesterday I had uh, lunch with my son Emmett, my eight-year-old son, and they had uh, kind of a family luncheon. And also it's uh, their big book sales too, which is a smart idea. You get the parents to come in for lunch and then you have them buy books. 
which books are beautiful. Like I said, not only is it uh, the power of knowledge from reading, but it definitely helps out the uh, the school district, the school system, and education. I, I tell you, yes, there's problems with 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 every well, there's problems with everything in life, right? If you look for it, and is is the education system perfect? No. And state of Illinois, it's got some troubles, just like a lot of things with the state of Illinois. But there's a lot of good things with that, too. And uh, I really like what they, they've done with that. Invite the parents in to spend time with the kids during the day. Have lunch with the kiddos. And if you haven't had a chance to do this with your kids, I'm telling you what, you can make every excuse in the world because I have made every excuse in the world. Even yesterday, right before I left, I thought, you know what? I've got uh, our new website. I've got to finalize that. I've got um, working on my book, which um, I'll talk about that maybe today if we have time. I've hired a writing coach. Um, what else was going on there? Oh, we're doing some different changes at studio. So suddenly, right before, about a half an hour before we're supposed to leave, all these thoughts, bing, boom, 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 start pounding the brain of why I can't go. I need to be doing something else. And I'll tell you, what I did was, and this is powerful, the five-second rule, Five, four, three, two, one. I'm going. I am going to my son's thing. And of course, I got there. I was so glad that I went. Went, spent, had lunch with him. It was great. We went out and bought some books. It was great. And then afterwards, I had a chance to talk to the principal for a couple hours <laughs> about some different things that uh, we collectively want to do with not only her school, but uh, within the school district of helping kids with the message we were talking about, the qualities of champion, believe in yourself, believe in yourself enough to help others, believe in yourself enough to go over when you see a child sitting by themselves in playground or lunch to go and talk to them just to make them feel comfortable. Now, is that an easy thing to do? No. Can it be done? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Simple for me to say, not easy to do, but it's a challenge, but it's something we want to do because, you know, these kids, obviously there's nothing that kills me more. I mean, it really rips my heart out to see a child, not, well, I mean, bullied, that's a whole new, that, that's a whole nother level. But just to be by themselves, not feel like they belong with anybody, it's tough. It really, really is. And to see them sitting there by themselves, you go, hey, how you doing? I'm fine. And you know they're not kills me. So um, we're going to do everything we can to kind of help out with that. And it, it, it's, everything starts small, a trickle effect. And then your, the goal is once you start with this, the trickles turn into a kind of a stream. Meaning, let me give you an example. Anytime I, I go to the schools and I taught in the district, uh, Edwardsville School District for 11 years, really enjoyed it. It just came a time for me to move on and pursue uh, my career, what I'm doing here now. And there just wasn't enough time in the day to do both of those. But anyway, I'd go through the, the line at the cafeteria, and I would say, hey, I don't hear anybody saying thank you. Did anybody say thank you to the lunch ladies? Now, something as simple as that, and one kid, well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And before you know it, it was a trickle effect. So you didn't have any kids saying it. Now you've got every kid coming through the line saying thank you to the lunch ladies. We're, we're a creature of not only habit, we got in the habit of not, the kids got in the habit of not saying thank you, but when they hear one person say it and the lunch lady says, well, you're welcome and gives them a smile, gives them that individual connection, then every kid wants that. What's well, the same thing? You got a kid sitting out by himself and you say, hey, I'll just pick a name out. Hey, John, can you go over and talk to Robbie there and uh, just let him, call him over and play with him or give him a high five something and let him know he's included. Could you do that for me? Because you're my hero, you're my buddy. Well, of course, he does it. The other kid, what's that? he's over there helping him out. He's making him feel good. Oh, I said, you're a hero too, aren't you? Yeah, get over there. And before you know it, you got four or five kids over there making this kid feel good. Now, I'm a realist. I realize that not all kids are going to be best friends with everybody, and I tell them that, hey, you may not be best friends with him, but I want you to think if that was you over there sitting by yourself and you were sad, wouldn't you want somebody to come over and try and cheer you up? Wouldn't you want somebody to come over and talk to you to make you feel good? Yes, of course you would. So guess what? Adults, <laughs> teenagers, business career uh, uh, people, I guess the best word there. When you're at the job and you see a, uh, a lady or a man at work that's kind of feeling that way, you don't have to be best friends with them. You don't have to swap cell phone numbers if you don't want to get that personal with them. But just give them the time of day. Just smile. Say hi. You know, hey, I can, you can talk to me. And I understand we're all busy. Especially if you've got somebody that you feel is going to just monopolize your time, you're going to be a little apprehensive about that. But if anything, just give them a smile. Let them know it's going to be okay. 
just have a quick chat with them. And if you don't connect, you don't connect. No big deal. And I know what you're saying. Well, it's easier if I just avoid it altogether rather than having somebody that's just going to be, you know, stealing all my time, monopolizing all my time. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a possibility that happened. Truly, truly is. I mean, that's life. However, just think about if that was you, you'd want somebody to kind of help you make you feel better, right? So anyway, back to the power of the smile, back to the connection, back to kind of the five-second rule and making that conscious choice, that decision that you're going to do something and not allowing, even though you know you want to. I knew I wanted to go to that thing with Emmett yesterday. I wanted to do that. But yet, right before I was ready to leave, all those thoughts, bing, bang, boom, were popping into my head on reasons why I couldn't go, why I shouldn't go. And once again, we and I talked about this probably 20 minutes ago, <laughs> A week from now, would it have mattered if I would have got that work done? A year from now, a month from now? No. But this week, and this morning, Emmett was still talking about how happy he was. You know, a week from now, we can still talk about um, went to had lunch with Emmett. It was great. And here's the book. A month from now, we're still reading that book. And it brings back that memory that I spent time with him. A year from now, I'll probably pick that book up again or... Even if we're going to give that book to somebody else or sell in the yard sale or whatever the heck we're going to do with it, that book is going to trigger a memory. And that memory is that I spent time with Emmett at his, uh, his luncheon. As opposed to the other way around, that book is, oh, you got this at luncheon that I missed because I was working on a project at the studio that no longer matters. Or I was making an adjustment on the website that no longer matters. So think about those opportunities and don't miss them. So as with every podcast, I've covered the globe here. We've talked about all kinds of different things. Um, The biggest focus on this one, of course, was something I talk about all the time. That's that reticular activating system. Focus on the positive. Focus on the good to be your very, very best. Now, I I watched a little thing with uh, Gary Vanderchuk earlier this morning. Now, I like Gary Vanderchuk a lot. I mean, I talk about having a right hook of reality. Oh, my gosh, he brings this baby from left field. Now, he he, he pulls no punches with his vocabulary either. So, I mean, which I'm I'm not perfect. I've said my fair share of bad words too. I mean, we all, well, it happens. I try and censor myself a little bit better now because I want to be, you know, as positive and motivating as I can. I realize i got a lot of kids that listen to my podcast, and uh, there's nothing worse than, you know, throwing some bad words out there. Not saying I haven't, but trying to do a better job. But anyway, back to Gary Vanderchuk. He brought up something that, uh, to be honest with you, I, I hadn't heard before. And um, and I'm one of those guys, I hear it, I'm like, well, that sounds, let me look it up. True. He said, the um, the chance of, oh, let me see how to put this so I can kind of uh, word it in here and, and make it flow. He said, you have a better chance of winning the lottery 10 times in your lifetime than you do even having a life. And what he means by that is the statistics show that it's 400 trillion to one, 400 trillion, that's with a T, to one, that you will be a, you'll become a human being, that you'll be born. I'd never heard that before. So I typed it in there, looked it up, 400 trillion to one, that you actually be, you'll be born healthy, alive, a human being. And he said he compared to that to you'd have the opportunity to win the lottery 10 times in your lifetime um, as in comparison to even having a life. So with that being said, think about you, you're one in 400 trillion. What are you doing to, I guess, not only count those blessings that you were born, you're alive, you're listening to this podcast, and uh, obviously you're, you're probably able to see it because uh, you, you typed it in your phone and whatever. But what are you doing with that? Are you living your best possible life? Are you living a life worthy of one in 400 trillion? Now, I say that because that hit me. That was a right hook of reality to me. It's a bang. Holy cow. Am I capitalizing, utilizing everything I can to live my best possible life? Well, some days yes, some days no. Some hours yes, some hours no. Is it a work in progress? Absolutely. Uh, everything's a work in progress if you want to continuously better yourself. And that's kind of started it off by talking about some of the good things that uh, have happened and count those blessings and praises as opposed to continuously beating myself down and being upset about what I haven't accomplished. So there's a balance there. It's a balance I need to work on. I'm sure a balance we all need to work on. But count your blessings and think about what are you doing to live your best possible life.
So I've covered a lot here. As always, I want to leave you with um, a quote from one of my new favorite books here called The Daily Lion. I gave you a few quotes last time. I'm going to give you two of them today. And uh, the first one is, uh, relentless individuals aren't born, they are made by choice. Meaning, it doesn't matter your circumstances. And Gary Vee kind of talked about this a little bit too. doesn't matter where you were born. doesn't matter what your skin color is. doesn't matter what your parents did. doesn't matter if your father was an alcoholic and you were abused. None of those things matter. Yes, they're part of your past. They truly are. I get that. However, if you're relentless, you can make the choice. I'm going to do better. I choose to do better. I'm one in 400 trillion. I choose to do better. And the second one kind of follows along in the same exact concept there. And it says, behind every successful person, there's a lot of unsuccessful years. Behind every successful person, there's a lot of unsuccessful years. And that kind of, well, that's kind of my signature there. My And uh, and, I, and like I mentioned, I haven't suffered near as badly as others, but I've had the perseverance to keep battling through. Business started 20 years ago. We've withstood two bankruptcies, a house foreclosure, a... Um, uh, car repossession. Heck, I even had a heart attack and a stroke. You like that? <laughs> I really talk about those things, but uh, that all happened in there too. It's like, wait a minute, oh, you, you got all these health problems, all these finance problems. Well, I, I wasn't very smart. I truly wasn't. All I had was the persistence, desire, and the passion to keep battling through doing my best, but I realized I need a little brains too. That was something I thought I would work hard enough and wouldn't have to worry about that. Now that I'm maturing a little bit and I've got my wife who runs all the administrative duties within the business, that's the brains, by the way. Things are moving along in the right direction because you do need that. You have to have both. You have to have a little bit of brains and then you know, obviously a lot of brawn and dedication and determination to move forward. But I have people pop in the academy all the time. I get emails, text messages, tweets, and all the other stuff. And people say, oh, my gosh, you're an overnight success. Overnight success? <laughs> 20 years, man. It's taken 20 years. You think about 20 years. What were you doing 20 years ago? 20 years ago, I was thinking about starting this business and taking action. had no idea what the heck I was doing, taking advice from all the wrong people. But uh, we've made it work now. And success is like this. It's the tip of the iceberg. That's all people see is a little tip of the iceberg sticking out. They never see the bottom, the creation, the foundation that went into that. Why am I telling you this? Because you can be far more successful than I can even dream of being because your success is different my success but i'm telling you this to save you some steps to save you some troubles and it took me 20 years my gosh if you dedicate yourself you read the books that i'm talking about here and you need some advice reach out to me you can make that in far less time i bet less three to five years however you are going to have some bumps in the road you are going to experience some failures that is a part of it success and failures are not opposites failure is a part of success Failing enough times to figure it out, that's what leads to success. And some of you are saying, well, I don't want to fail. I just want it now. And I get it. We're in a world of instant gratification. I mean, my gosh, if it takes longer than seven seconds for your phone to load up, you're freaking out, you're cussing your phone out, this dang thing's a piece of crap. I get it. That's the world we live in now, instant gratification. But there's nothing instant about long-lasting success. It's going to take a while to get there. That's the unfortunate side. The good thing is, think of it this way. So it takes you five years um, to reach you know, a certain level of success. It may take you five years to get back to where you're at now, but maybe you're enjoying life a lot more. Maybe your relationship with your family is a heck of a lot better. Maybe you're just have, being a better, healthier person now. Uh, you, you'd take that because guess what? The five years is going to come anyway. Provided you're still alive. If you don't, it doesn't really matter anyway, right? Boom, done. But if you're living, five years is going to be here. Think about five years ago. Was that 2012? Does it seem like it's been five years since 2012? No, it doesn't. And five years from now, was it, oh my gosh, 2022? Ah! Anyway, 2022, I can't even hardly say that. But it's going to be here. Did I add right? Yeah, I did. Okay, boom. And we're going to be thinking back 2017. Man, I wish I would have done that. Do it. Okay, write it down, believe in yourself, use the five-second rule if that helps you, five, four, three, two, one, do it, and live your best possible life. Okay, and you know what? Keep smiling. Think about that too. A lot of things to think about here. You walk in the room, make sure you're bright in the room. You got to do this, you got to do this. You don't have to do anything, but if you want your life to be better, you want to live your best possible life, you're going to have to make certain changes. And uh, I'm going to leave you with this one. I've said this countless times, and you've probably read it and heard it countless times. In order to see change, in order to be the change you want to see in the world, you've got to be that change yourself. 
You've got to make the change yourself in order to see that change that you want. You can't wait on outside circumstances to change. Well, I'll do that as soon as he changes. I'll do that as soon as this happens. I'll do that as soon as this happens. Guess what? It's never going to happen. Okay. Well, you know what? April's a busy month. I'll wait till May. Uh, May, oh my gosh, so busy here. I'll wait till June. Well, June, now summer's in. I'll wait till the kids go back to school because it's so chaotic now. Well, kids go back to school. You know what? The kids are back in school. I got to get things situated because it's just too chaotic with them starting back to school. Okay, kids are back in school now. Next, oh, we got Halloween. We got Thanksgiving. We got the holidays, Christmas, and New Year's. My gosh, I can't start this now. Uh, uh, it's just too chaotic. You don't understand how crazy it is. New Year rolls around. New Year gets here. I'm doing this thing, baby. I mean it. January comes around. Oh, man. January, it's it's so cold. The This is the worst winter we've ever had in our lives. And February rolls around. And then March rolls around. You know what? I can't do it now because, you know, it's March and I've got to get the garden ready and I've got to get this going. And then the kids' spring sports are starting up. And then it gets back to April again. And that's where we started the story. And guess what? A year has gone by. And you're still making the excuses. Still waiting for things outside that you have no control over to change. Be the change you want to see. Change yourself. Is it easy? No. Simple? Yes. Simple to say. Not easy to do. But guess what? I believe in you. I want you to look in the mirror and tell yourself you believe in yourself and you can do it. All right. Once again, why do I say these things? Because I'm actually doing this. (laughs) Uh, Looking in the window here, which is like a mirror, and saying that to myself as I'm saying it to you. So as goofy as that is, I'm doing it too because I want to achieve another level of success so I can be even more inspiring, more motivating to help you live your best possible life. And obviously, I know if I'm living my best possible life, I'm more engaged in helping others live their best possible life. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, how can you take care of anybody else? Okay, enough, enough, enough. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so very much for taking the time to listen today. I I truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. I know how valuable, how sacred time is, and I'm going to keep doing all the research I possibly can to provide the best possible content to help you, to help all of us live our best kicking life, our best possible life. All right, until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.